Blog Talk Radio. Good evening. Thank you so much for tuning in to Far Rock Live. I am your host, Shirley. I'm going to go ahead and continue with part two of the pre-recorded interview that I had with Dr. Aldwan Tart. And I started part one last week, and if you didn't have a chance to listen to it last week, do go into the archives and download it. So without further ado, I am going to continue and go ahead and play that segment. And you got those guys that are out there looking to pick up women for one-night stands or whatever. I mean, can you really expect to find a good man hanging out in a bar? You know what? I have found from experience that some women have a different experience. You can find a good man anywhere. Mm-hmm. Just like you can find a terrible man at church on the front row. <laughs> you can find the worst of the worst, you know. It's really about your spirit, you know, and asking God for discernment about who he brings into your life so that you can see them for what they really are, you know. But getting back to the original question is that there are so many single available Christian men that are looking to settle down, and the only reason that they're single is that they are looking for the one. They're looking for a woman to call their wife. Yes, they will date, and, and, and they will tell, you know, other women, yeah, I'm not interested, I'm busy, I'm working, you know, not right now. Let's just be friends and see where it goes. But when that dynamic woman enters into his, into his life, he changes up his whole game. Mm-hmm. He changes his work schedule around. He calls her. Even in the middle of a meeting, she text messaging. He text messages back, I'm in a meeting, talk to you later. He changes the whole game because she is rare. That's what I want women to understand. When you get to that point where you're as dynamic as you can be and you enter into a man's life, you know, and love him the same way I talk about in the ring formula, He's not going anywhere because to date another woman after that point will be a, a, a step down. Who wants to do that? And that's why men that get married usually say, I knew within the first month, first week, sometimes in the first five or ten minutes, that she had the potential to be my wife, and it had everything to do with how she carried herself. Mm-hmm. And that's what a lot of women miss out on. They think that they have to give me sex. Or they think that they have to kind of completely give up who they are as a person, you know, give up their whole personality for the man, lose their voice. No. When you are confident in who you are to the 100% degree, men will get with you and change their ways. Mm. So then a woman could change a man then, or his ways. Well, here we go. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> did you know, I you, open up a can of words on that yeah, one? Yeah, <laughs> you did. You did. You cannot change a man. But, I mean, you, you really... Can, well, you, not unless he wants to, though. Right. Like, I think a man pretty much has in his mind what he's looking for in a woman. And if he's out there, you know, playing the field, exercising all his options, and I guess like you said, when he finds the one who has the potential, then maybe he would be willing to give up, you know, his um, wandering eye, so to speak. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and, and to be honest, you know, having multiple women is overrated. Most men don't like it. They don't like it, especially around Christmas time, Valentine's, birthday. They don't remember who they told what to. They, I'm, I'm serious. It's just too much. It's hard to keep up with it all. Huh? It's too much. To be, it's too much. Emo- dealing with one woman is a lot of emotion. You have to know how to handle her emotionally. You start dealing with two and three and four women emotionally, that's enough to stress a man out. You know? When he finds the one that he's looking for, he's willing to invest everything in her. 
You know, now there are some guys that you know do that have issues that just can't commit. I said, don't, don't. You know, this is about dating Mr. Right. I didn't say anything about dating Mr. Wrong. I said, leave him, leave him alone. But if you find the one that's looking for you, you know, that's appreciating, appreciating you, you're loving him and loving him strong. He's not going anywhere, and he's not going anywhere because you know he's not going anywhere. It's all about your confidence. Absolutely. I'd like to give out the call-in number for those who are listening. If you'd like to call in with a question, because I can't keep up with this chat room. <laughs> I'm sorry. The call-in number is 646-716-5180. If you have a question or a comment for Dr. Tart, again, the number is 646-716-5180. And I do have a couple of questions in the chat room. Um, one of the uh, chat room persons is asking, when when you're dating, should you always be available when the man calls, or does that make you seem desperate? Oh wow! I think all right. This is a slippery slope. All right. This is why I don't advocate game playing. There are a lot of women that say, all right, if he calls, pick up every other time, you know, or every three times. They had these formulas, and and the men can always tell, you know, because it's not genuine. It's not authentic. Here's what I say: when you're dynamic. You are taking care of yourself in a major way. You know, you're doing things. You don't answer the phone every time because you're not available. For real. You know, you're doing something with the church. You're at the family reunion. You're kickboxing. You're swimming. You're doing something at work. You're always doing something to take care of your needs, you know. And so you're busy. You're not just sitting at home waiting on the man to be your, your best friend, your husband, your father, you know, your entertainment. And so when men realize that you have other things going on and maybe even other options as far as dating, they will continue to call until they reach you and make sure that when they date that you pick up for them. So absolutely, the best way to be unavailable is to be busy, but not too busy. There's some women that have filled their lives, I think, to make up for not having a man, that when they do find a man, they're too busy to even date them. Absolutely. And the same thing with guys, too. And that's been the biggest problem for me. Dating guys who are always too busy. But with me, I'm like, you have, it's, a, it's about priorities. You know, I'm never too busy for somebody that, well, for my kids, first of all. And if I'm trying to develop a relationship with somebody, I'm never too busy for that person. Like you said, it only takes about, what, a couple of seconds to return a phone call or respond to an email. So, you know, that's, that's the theme of today. Everybody is busy, but we have to have our priorities in order as well. You know, yeah, that is true. Especially if you're trying to develop a relationship with somebody. Hey, you're absolutely right, you know, and that's why you have to be on the move. See, when you're on the move, a man has to pick up speed to get with you, you know. <laughs> there are a lot of women that are just sitting still like, oh, when a man comes, oh, come on, please come into my life. And he can feel that. But when you're on the move, even though he's busy, I mean, he's looking at whatever he has to do at work, and he's looking at you slowly walk away in the distance. And he's saying, wow, I can't let, I may never meet a woman like that again. And she's on the move, and she's not waiting on me, so let me go ahead and catch up with her. I can get this, I can get this work later. Let me take care of her, all right? And once I take care of her, I can work later. Because mm-hmm, I definitely don't advocate for anybody sitting around waiting for the phone to ring. Oh, no, no, never do that, because we don't respect it. No. And I talk about, and I, no man where being one. We don't respect it. If we know there's a certain... Like, for instance, if there's three or four women that you can call, there is one woman that says, do not call me after 1030. If you call me at 1030, you know, nothing's happening. She gets the call at 930 clockwork. But the one that's cool with whenever you call, we'll call her last. She laughs when you call because you know she's so cool. I'm serious. 
Men need to be disciplined. I'm going to be honest. We like it. We like that management. We like having to upgrade ourselves. If a woman walks by and looks at us and smiles and then we walk, we need to kind of be questioned. You know, so what do you bring to the table? You know, here's who I am. I'm a dynamic woman. I'm going to love you strong. I'm going to take care of you. You know, I'm going to cook. I'm going to be opinionated. You know, I love children. She's so dynamic. We start saying, okay, let me go ahead and get rid of some of these women I'm talking about. Let me go ahead and get myself back in church. You know, let me upgrade myself so that I deserve a woman like that. And that is what most men are looking for in a wife, someone that makes them want to change and upgrade. That's where all the power is with the women. I have another question for somebody in the chat room. Um, They're asking, why is there a double standard in sex and relationships between men and women? Oh, wow. Okay. That's a good question. Because men and women see sex differently. You know, in, in general, women give sex for love and love, and men give love for sex. It does not mean the same thing. It is possible for most men to have sex without there being an emotional connection. Now, women can do it as well, but it's extremely difficult for them to do that. And there are a lot of women that say, I have needs. You know, why can't we go ahead, you know, and, and engage in sex? I like him. He likes me. We can still have a relationship. And then they find out it does not work out. You know, the guy's all of a sudden not calling. He's changed. He doesn't work as hard. I mean, you used to call him, and he'd call you right back. No, he calls you a couple hours later, maybe the next day. Sex changes things. Men actually expect you to make them wait. And this is when we start getting into the biblical principle of abstinence, you know. It's actually there for a reason. You know, because a lot of times we get caught up in infatuation and our needs being met. I mean, sex can, can, be a, can be completely all about one person. The other person really doesn't need to be there, you know, if you're not in love. It's really about getting your needs met. And once a man has his needs met and he hasn't had an opportunity to fall in love or know who you are, once he gets his needs met, it's like a hungry man. He's not coming back to eat until he's hungry. It's just that. And he said, you shouldn't have fed me so early. And and it's true, and I want to keep women from being hurt. But it gets to the point where sometimes we can even be cold and cruel about it. It's like, look, you you know how we are. You know, I told you when we met what it was all about. You know, we met quite early, and we engaged in sex rather early. And now that we did that, I don't have any feelings for you. I'm sorry. I just don't feel that way. And you'd think most people, would, most women would know that by now. Um, but what about when you're in a relationship with somebody and you've held out? You haven't, you haven't had sex right off the bat, six or seven or eight months down the line. You decide to, maybe a year or so down the line, you decide to. And then you find out that this person isn't really looking for a serious relationship that's going to lead to marriage. You know what? That's a, that's a great question. You ask him straight up, when you first meet, what are your priorities and what are you looking to do? And this is where you get in trouble if you think it's going to change a man's mind. If a man tells you up front, look, I'm, I'm looking to just date uh, and nothing serious, okay, run. You know, he just told you I'm not looking for anything serious. But if he says, look, I'm looking for something that could potentially lead towards marriage, I don't want to force the issue if it's there, um, I want to proceed, then that's the brother you want to be with. But a lot of times we're afraid to ask the question. Mm-hmm. Women are afraid that they mention marriage and monogamy that they're going to lose the man. 
And I said, you might as well ask early, early on, when he's free to, you know, to say whatever, then wait six or seven, eight months down the line and realize that he has no interest in marriage whatsoever. We have another caller on the line calling in from the 713 area code. And I love those questions that you have in, in your book on chapter, I think, what is it, chapter 4, chapter, chapter 6, with the questions, the 36 questions. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Ladies, let me know this. If you, don't get, if you don't get this book for any other reason, you need to get the book to find out what them questions are because you definitely need to be asking them. Caller from the 713 area code, what's your name, please? Hi, um, it's Roshana. Hi, Roshana. Thank you. Hi. Thank you. Um, I want to get the book, and I, I'm sorry, but I haven't gotten the book. But I do have a question for Dr. Tart. Okay, go ahead, Rashad. Okay. I think I um, wanted to know, on one of your lists you mentioned where to go to meet um, guys. Right. And I, and I mentioned at one time going to the golf course, but I went to the golf course with my dad. Okay. And you said that's not a place anybody would come up and talk to me. So I'm trying to figure out, well, who do I go with to these places and what's wrong with going to the golf course with my dad? Is that intimidating to somebody? Or Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, well, it's – I thought well, it was like that. with her dad? Oh, exactly. <laughs> no, I mean, a man's not going to approach you in front of your dad. Okay. I'm sorry, say it again. Does your dad look like your dad? And I said that because, like, with my oldest son, when we go out, people would think that he was my boyfriend. So uh, does your dad look like he's your father, or do they, do they possibly, would they think that he's maybe your, your boyfriend or something? Oh, no, he looks like my father. Okay. And that's intimidating because... Oh, absolutely. I mean, men But I'm trying to figure out, I'm sorry, I didn't want to cut you off, but why do I want to go with some other women so I can have competition? Oh, you had a good time. Here we go. Let's get it started. <laughs> there is no competition. There's I understand. I'm serious. Hold on now. When you see women as other competition, you, you send a message to other men that you are one of many. You're not dynamic. A dynamic woman has no competition. It, it is supreme confidence. When you go with other women, these are your girlfriends. Realize that all three of you can walk away with, with dates, you know, for the night. Or don't be afraid to go, for, go by yourself. When you go by yourself, they're going to think that you're serious about golf. Or maybe, you're, you know, or maybe you're learning to play at the next company picnic. Or maybe you just want to take it up. You know, as soon as the man comes up, you do the flirting thing. It'll take, it doesn't matter why you're there. But if you go with your dad... You know, even someone that's bold and assertive like myself is going to have step. I'm going to think, is that is that her dad? Maybe, you know, is that her sugar daddy? Um, are they a couple? Or if she's with her dad, I'm not going to sit there and interrupt and say, hey, can I talk to your daughter for a second? <laughs> Excuse me. No way, okay. no how. Okay. Well, I thought it's a, a little opposite of that. But I, I understand what you're saying. Oh, yeah, yeah. So when you go out, I mean, smile. And don't be afraid to approach men. What I mean by approach men, I don't, I don't mean go sit on their lap and, 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 and completely reverse the dynamics. I mean, you see a nice-looking guy, Rishana, when you walk by and make direct eye contact, you know, slow down a little bit and smile and say hello and then double-speed walk. I can tell you, we don't get that kind of attention maybe, maybe once a month, maybe twice a month. It's completely changed. If a woman really look at you 
and flirt with you with her eyes and let you know, hey, I'm interested in you, but I'm dynamic. You're going to have to work hard to find out who I am. But isn't that kind of long, like playing a game, like what you said not to do earlier? No, it's not a game. It's showing interest. Men don't like to be rejected. And men are so starved for attention now because there are a lot of women that look intimidating, don't make eye contact, don't even speak. I go to a lot of mixes and I go to even, you know, club scenes. And, and you know, you can go to a club or a bar or a lounge, Christmas party, and men and women that don't know each other, you can go there the whole night and never speak to anyone other than your girlfriend. We don't naturally connect with each other anymore. When you walk up feeling like a million bucks and you smile and you introduce yourself, a lot of times that man notices you for the first time because he's picking up on your spirit and your confidence, and then he'll do the rest. Any place that there are men, you smile. As soon as you walk in a room, you smile. Keep that smile on your face, and when they walk by, make direct eye contact and smile, and then keep moving and watch what happens. Your phone's going to be full of numbers. Okay. I'm serious because men are looking for that attention. Because we rarely okay. get Okay. I'll try it. All right. I want to give it But that was my dad. Yeah. Uh, no, okay. not dad. No. <laughs> okay. Ask your dad. Did Ask you your dad, dad if he would have talked to, um, to his wife if her dad would have been there the first time they met. He'd say, heck no. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll be sure to do that. Yeah, because it's a respect thing. You know, okay. it's, it's uh, you want to respect the father. It's not about being scared or timid. It's about, okay, I, I don't really want to, you know, try and talk to his daughter when they're out. This is disrespectful. Okay. Yeah, I tell your dad to go to the bathroom for like 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And be sure to get the book and read the chapter. And I thought I was, I definitely am going to get the, the book, but I, I thought I was doing the right thing because I kind of like showed I had a good relationship with my dad. You know, I'm out there, you know. But anyway, but I see your point, and I'm going to give it a try, and I'm going to get the book. All right, sounds good. Good luck. Okay, well, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for calling. I love that chapter in the story where you talk about Karen, who ultimately learned to love herself unconditionally and to share that love with the world. Oh, absolutely. That's the whole point of the book, because I want every woman to be like Karen. You know, Karen does, never has a problem finding a man. Men are looking for her. Men will fight each other to find a Karen. Men will marry a Karen, and every woman has, you know, a Karen inside of her. You know, I want to comment on, you know, Rashawn that called in. You know, I, I can feel in my spirit that she's going to, you know, before this holiday season is over, she's going to find a good man. Let me tell you why. She's willing to, to think outside the box. She's willing to love a man like a wife. So I don't even know if she plays golf. But she's willing to go out there and at least try and learn. Do you know how many men would love to meet a woman that plays golf. That is an absolute dream. It's almost like a woman that likes to watch football. Okay. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that's where you start dating in rare air. Now, you know, I'm not saying, you know, women have to change. But when you get in relationships, you have to kind of take on some of the things that your man likes. Oh, definitely. Yeah, you're laying the ground rules to make him go antiquing, you know, or <laughs> other things that you like. Because he's like, look, my baby went out and played golf with me, even though I could tell she really, you know, she's not that good. You know, but the fact she went out there with me, man, I have no problems, you know, taking her to Jamaica or I have no problems going shopping and looking for furniture, things. I, I'd rather stay at home and watch the game, but my baby gives me so much, I have no problem, you know, returning the favor. Absolutely. See, she's staying in a whole other level, except yeah. for the fact that she thinks she has competition. Mm-hmm. That's why I suggested she read the chapter on Karen. 
um, once Karen learned to embrace the God's beauty within her and feed off of that beauty in others, and she didn't see other women as competition. She just saw the love that was in them and nurtured and brought that out of them. And one of the things, what, what, the, what I was saying about when, when I go out with my oldest son, people think that he's my man, and that stopped that God means pretty young, approaching girl. me. <laughs> I think you have a tenderoni. Huh? I think you have a tenderoni on your arms. Yeah, and that's exactly what they say. And, and and as soon as he walked away, they would approach me. And, oh, well, I thought that was your boyfriend. I'm like, that's my son. <laughs> that's funny. And, and that really bugs him. But um, we have a, another question from the chat room. And this person is asking your opinion on prenups. Would you propose prenuptials to your financial? to your fiancé, well, in other words, would you propose doing a prenuptial agreement with, with your fiancé? Wow. That's a tough one. I don't know. I think I'm 50-50. I mean, in general, if you say a prenup, I mean, it's kind of like saying, you know, it's kind of like stepping into a vow with one foot in and one foot out. Because why would you need a prenup if you never, if you're, if you're safe for better or for worse, in sickness and in health, forever and always? There's really no need for a prenup. Ah, yeah, I'm going to have to go ahead and go with that position. So a prenup is not necessary. And I guess it's a trust issue, too, because to me that's like an escape clause. You're looking for a way out before you really get into the relationship. Yeah, you've already negotiated how you're going to break up. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's exactly what it is. I mean, I I definitely understand where the call is coming from, because you definitely don't want to go through some mess. And, you know, especially if you've, you've taken, if you've worked your life, your hard life, you know, to to build things for yourself and you don't come into the relationship, I guess, equal as far as finance is concerned, you want to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. But I would say if you want to do a prenup, it's better just to date for a longer time until you're sure. Because that prenup just lays out, okay, I, I marry you, you know, I do, I kiss you, but let's go ahead and look at this prenup in case it doesn't work out. That doesn't make much sense. It makes it too easy to break up. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it does. Um, the complete package, you talk about that a lot, a woman being the complete package and everything that a man dreams of. But do do the men really tell the women what they're looking for, and you know, or do we get it through osmosis? You know, How do we know exactly what they're looking for if they don't tell us? And we haven't gotten around to asking all those questions yet. Well, we ask the questions, and they don't answer it. You know, they kind of hem-hum around answering it directly. Well, one, you know, I'm all about, and like I say in the chapter, check under the hood. As soon as you, if you're looking to date um, towards monogamy, these are the kind of questions you need to ask early on in the relationship, and they should be 50-50. He should have just as many questions for you. Now, I don't mean the first date you go out you start talking about marriage. I mean, that's going to scare men away because it seems like you're more interested in marriage than getting to know them. But if a man does not an- can't answer, you know, what are you looking for as far as an ideal wife? Describe the qualities as far as the best woman ever. If he can't answer that, then I wouldn't date him because he doesn't even know what he's looking for. You know, most men are able to answer that question. And then you need to start taking notes as soon as he starts talking because he's going to tell you what he's looking for. And then you can decide if that's the kind of woman that you are or if it's requiring you to change, you know, too much. A lot of men will start to reveal things that make you go the other way or either draw you in. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are a lot, I see a lot of women who date men, especially, you know, they're fairly attractive women, 
and they end up dating athletes or models or guys in the entertainment industry, and they have just ridiculous beauty standards for the women that they, they date. You know, if you, if you gain five pounds, they are putting you on a diet, telling you what to eat when they go out. I mean, those are things that they'll reveal on the first date. That's why I include those questions because, you know, I'm a psychologist. So I'm saying, look, you can ask questions and God is going to tell you, and you can go home and lose the number and save yourself a lot of heartache. <laughs> I'm seriously, you ask them, what's the ideal wife? And they'll start talking and saying, you know, a woman that's, uh, you know, 5'5", five, five, 145 pounds, but she can never get over 148, otherwise that's fat. You know, they'll start talking. And you can just start slowly crossing them out, <laughs> you know, during the day. Because they're telling, I'm, super, I'm too superficial. Okay, here's another question from the chat room. True or false? Hmm. A strong connection does not necessarily equal an interest in a relationship. Just because you have a good connection, that doesn't necessarily mean that the person is interested in a relationship. Is that what you're asking? And that's true. That's true. Because it could just be a strong friendship. You know, there are people that you have a strong connection with at church, you know, within your family. Um, friends that have been around for a long time. And I think sometimes we do confuse, you know, I've been guilty myself, a strong connection and saying, wow, maybe this is my soulmate. But if you pace it out, everything will be revealed, especially in three months. You know exactly where the relationship is going. So, yeah, I say true. So do you think people get into relationships with ulterior motives, though? Absolutely. Some people do. And you know what? We, 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 we're sometimes to blame. When I say we, I mean family members. And I can tell you who has the worst time. Very attractive women. Because what happens, very attractive, successful women. So your professional woman who uh, is absolutely gorgeous, she's expected to have a man. And the longer she goes without a man, the more, you know, her sorority sisters or her colleagues, even grandma, hey, you still single? Are you still single? Is there something that's wrong with you? And you know, you go to the Christmas parties and everyone's looking. You know, grandma's like, look, baby, you know, you're getting older. You need to start. You need to find a man. <laughs> and they start putting pressure on it, it, it is a lot of pressure in today's society to be a couple. And, and people, unfortunately, look at you like something is wrong. Either you're gay, bisexual, or whatever the case may be, and especially when you're older. It's like you're 50 years old and you ain't got a man yet. What's wrong with you? <laughs> you're right. So we, Why can't we just be content being single? You're until absolutely. Mr. Wright comes along. You're right. And that's why it, I think that's where you start to understand why we start rushing into relationships. Because the reality of the situation is at first that relationship is great. It's better than nothing. It's better than what you had. Mm-hmm. And you're happy and you're thinking that it's going to build. But then you get caught up and you have feelings for, you know, someone that you know you're not connected with or they're so different from you. And it's not a complimentary difference. It's not that you appreciate the difference. It's the fact that you have to kind of just change the essence of who you are, you know, just to be with that person. Sometimes we compromise too much. And I understand that. And that's why I think we need to connect more as men and women as friends. We need to have more social outings, you know, as friends than we do now. Because right now, if you go out, you have to try and talk to a woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, the woman has to be interested in the man. And I think the respect factor has to be there also. And I hate to say this, but I don't see that among, especially with our race, you know, the men respecting the women and the re- women respecting the men. 
I've seen relationships where the woman, the woman wants to be the man, she wants to wear the pants, the man wants to control her, they're talking, you know, very negatively to each other. You know, what's up with that? Where is the respect? You're absolutely right. I think, and I'm sure I'd be interested in your thoughts and the caller's thoughts, is that I think the images in the media, you know, have really, really affected us. You know, if you look at movies, we're constantly yelling at each other. The music, especially the, the today's, you know, younger music, especially hip-hop, it's just derogatory. There, there's very few songs, you know, about love. There's very few love songs. There's lust songs. There's sex songs. But there are very few love songs and very few movies that ever hit mainstream where we see each other appreciating and loving one another the way it's supposed to be. We're yelling and we're screaming. Right, and, and, we, have, and we have those images coming at us from booty, every, booty everywhere, titty vision, you know, <laughs> and, and that's what meant, you know, and that's, and that's the image that, you know, unfortunately they see us as just a sex object. Yeah, and that and that actually hurts a lot of marriages, and I think that's why it's actually become you know a lot harder for couples to stay together. There's so much more temptation. You know, it's like a man going to a strip club. If he stays at a strip club, he can be fine. It's fairly easy for a man to stay at a strip club, but if he turns on his computer and sees some eye candy and he's not even looking, and then he's going to continue to search, and then before you know it, he's caught up in in situation he has no business in. Mm -hmm. And same thing for women. Absolutely. I'm getting so many questions coming in the chat room right now. Somebody is asking, and this is pertaining to the woman, who does the controlling in the relationship? Oh, wow. wow. Wait, 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 wait. That's the way. That was my answer to her question. Well, in order to hear the question, you will have to tune in next week. This is your host, Shirley, and I thank you so much for tuning in to Far Rock Live, and I look forward to continuing this segment on next week. Thank you so much, and have a great weekend.